0: And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike
2: Rich girl, and you're gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch, girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far Get you too far
0: Yeah You know why I'm playing that song Cause the great John Oates I wonder if that's him singing is on the show today how are you guys nice to be with you welcome to spikes car radio I feel like i'm a top 40 dj right now my dj voice we have a great show for you john oates uh, is here and uh guess what uh i met with him at the sunset marquee hotel not long ago and discovered he's a crazier porsche guy than the rest of us <laughs> he's deep in it i'm here with zuckerman i'm here with johnny lieberman hello gentlemen Hello. We are in uh, Zuckerman's uh, crowded uh, but beautiful hangar filled with lovely cars. Are you getting dings with everything that's happening here? I mean, because things are very close together. You have not taken me up on on my offer to put some stuff in my hangar, but we we have another friend of ours in there now. But are you worried about what's happening here?
3: I am very worried about what's happening here. And it (laughs) is extremely (laughs) crowded in here because I, I gave up. A hanger to our friend, yes, our friend from New York, and I took everything out of my other garage by my office because I had an erroneous, an erroneous call from a neighbor that the place was being cased. and I told ah. you about this yesterday. and This is one of the things that you talk about, like the next door app, where we're, <laughs> we're concerned. Cased
0: is the word. Concerned you hear.
3: <laughs> neighbors, and I got a call saying that there's a guy casing. Your place. It's in the joint. And and because of what's been happening and what the news is out yeah. there mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills, which personally has not affected me. So not I don't affected I, me either. I don't know if crime's really Jinx. up or if that's just a But tort. we did have a car stolen
0: out back there, Zuckerman
3: yeah but that was a crime of we put stupidity gave him I the, think the word right we gave them don't meth- say we 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 <laughs> me the and, royal and, Zuckerman. and so uh, yeah. th- the royal that wasn't Zuck. really a theft that was more of a gift that was a gift uh, in that a was barrow. a gift we to, ended up
0: liking that gentleman and then he
3: gave a gift back by returning the card he's still in the neighborhood we get a long fine me how is he doing not well, <laughs> not not well. He's got a progressive illness that's advancing quickly. Uh, but my concerned, uh, very nice neighbor called and said the place was being cased. And as quick as you could could say, go, uh, run. Me and and my coworker Lance, we hopped in the speedster and the Quattro, and and took them out of that other garage which normally holds five or six cars. Right. It has zero in there now because we were mistaken and this gentleman was was casing the place because he had been injured in the alley and was taking pictures of the alley because he had fallen in the alley. So he was gathering evidence. He, he was, was gathering wasn't evidence he to was. give to you to sue someone. No, and he wasn't even coming to me, but yes, uh, he was. Look, isn't uh, it
0: amazing that the, the imagination some people have? They, I just they're, love, they're in fear, they look out the window, and they see what they, they want. to see, see what they right, want. Right, right. I just right. love
3: cop lingo. Yeah.
0: Did you put a bolo out on him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that I found to be true is the birds in my neighborhood are not real. I know that for a fact. <laughs> the crows, the sparrows. They're recharging the hum- on the power line. No, they're robots. <laughs> And they're out there and people are watching all of us at all times. I know that for a fact. I, I, I saw You were sent by the post office. Well we found a dead bird. We found a dead bird and we opened it up and there was aluminum in there. It's true, birds are not real. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I just, I was reading oh, about and he's that. He's got tinfoil under his I hat. Was, I was reading about Birds Are Not Real. My, the, best, the best thing I saw it's was. the best thing they, in the world. They isn't recharge it? on the power lads. That's why it's they sit awesome. on power lads, because <laughs>
0: they've been recharging. Do you know Birds Are Not Real? It's a joke. It's a joke on all the people who believe in conspiracy no, theories. I know. It's great, yeah. though. But now, because I saw the Birds Aren't Real hats, and I was like, I am not going to buy a hat and support this. Kid. Oh, it's a joke? Oh, I'm buying three hats.
2: Yeah, but, but, guess, don't, but guess what? That'll be like, it'll be like <laughs> Trump. Fake birds twenty four. But don't you president. believe? Yeah. yeah,
0: I believe that this is a really bad joke to start. That people oh, eventually are eventually going to oh, believe this, it.
2: This country's so sick, man. We're so sick,
0: right? It's it's a dangerous uh, uh,
2: joke. I mean, did you hear about the, the the PowerPoint? Not to get too political, but the PowerPoint presentation to like how to have a stage a coup on January 6th yeah. Like Meadows actually turned in a
0: PowerPoint presentation. Well, you got to be organized. <laughs> I do. I do respect the organization. Do you? <laughs> I, you don't want a disorganized coup. You do yes. want everything to fall into place. You want
3: to make it a very simple PowerPoint to the <laughs> children yes, in charge simple. so that they understand, they right, understand how, right. how the tanks are going to be rolling. This is how this is how lots it works. Of
0: images,
2: star wipe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, There's even a frame where a guy falls onto a bike rack falling off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, we have a great show for you. It's almost Christmas. Let's talk about Bob's Watches, our favorite new sponsor. They have the perfect luxury watch holiday gift for someone special. And you, as you know, at bobswatches.com forward slash spike, you have my personal choices. And look, I got Bob. And uh, the girl who's in charge of Bob's Watches Spike page. <laughs> and I got them on a phone call and I said, you cannot put certain watches up there. And I am going to approve a bunch of them, a big list. And you tell me when you're out so you can know every watch. And the bobswatches.com forward slash spike is something I would put on my own wrist or buy and throw at Zuckerman's face. It's, it's something that I love. You can You can trust that. And I know they're all really expensive. I never said they were affordable. <laughs> I said these are watches that we all like. And I do put some cheap tutors on there. Uh, not cheap, affordable, and uh, Omega Speedmasters. So, if you do a uh,
2: slash Johnny, it can be some cheap watches. We'll do some cheap ones.
0: Have you been to that site? It's yeah, an amazing site. Yeah. You I, know. I look at it and say can't afford it, but yeah, it's great. Well, here here's the thing. I look at the Rolexes. I look at the Rolexes. I have bought... Uh, three or four times from them and then returned the watch and had them sold it and made money on it and that's that's a nice transaction like we have with cars when you're you know you were doing it with BMWs you're buying things you take the financial risk you give it back you get your money back anyways Bob's Watches our new sponsor we love them they specialize in Rolex 100% guaranteed authenticity they do vintage Rolex they do uh, modern day Rolex they've got a bunch of other stuff on there too that's beautiful check them out bobswatches.com and uh You can get $100 off your first purchase by just going there and uh, using forward slash spike first. And I guess, though, on the ad, it still says the smoking tire. They haven't fixed that part of the ad. That's why I paused there. Yeah, that's cool. Matt, We're all friends. We're all friends. You know, I get a lot of feedback about adding a second show and it was uh, uh, mostly for it. Yeah, of course. And then a lot of against it. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, a couple people in the business I trust, I ran it by them, and they thought, what we have here is so special and nice, and why, why dilute it? Mm. Right? There's a point. It's a good point. So then I thought, well, all right, well, if we keep the three of us together and, and Jerry and Matt Farah, maybe, maybe we, we start another show with somebody else. Like maybe we bring in a sec, another podcast just to start a Hangar 56 podcast network that's automotive themed. I like it. Do it. How, How long, you long are you doing your Motor Trend podcast, Johnny?
2: Well, I don't really know. Uh, we're, doing, we're, we're signed up for 12 episodes and they want to do a lot more. Um, right, but I, it's it's all dependent on so many things. Everyone forgets. I don't actually work for Motor Trend. I'm a consultant for Motor Trend, uh, um, so I'm, I'm my own operator. So I'm not really. They have meetings that I I'm like, do I have to go to this? Or so like, no, but so I don't go.
0: How long? Um, uh, it, well, what is? I did your show yeah. this week, right?
2: Yeah, it's not going <clears> to <throat> air till that's the other thing. We it's posted, not, it doesn't air. But. Yeah, it's it's going to air like end of January, early February. Okay,
0: so there's yeah. no rush. So no rush. I went into this small glass room, Zuckerman. That you know well because mm-hmm. it's where you and i it's began where i met the two where of you got our where i was one of five people in close quarters without a mask
3: that's very uncomfortable it's extremely uncomfortable. Everyone's everyone everyone's super vaccinated
0: me. no no everyone's super vaccinated do i want to take this call from Who Who? It? it's from my son jack
3: yeah put him on Put him <laughs> on the we, show. we can cut He's it out ready? if it
0: doesn't work but okay let's see what this is about
3: put my speaker
0: uh hold on what do you got jack what's up
2: Okay, so um, I'm going
0: to the airport, and um, can I use, like, your, um, you know, I use that, like, tripod phone attachment. Bigger name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got Jerry Seinfeld coming in, Jack. <laughs> Jerry, and he's more important than you are. So, <laughs> sorry, I've got to hang up, but use whatever you like.
3: All right, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. He sounds old.
0: He's mature now. Yeah, he's a young man. Jerry? Yeah. You're on Spike's Car Radio
3: i wish <laughs> you are no, you are
0: i'm gonna i am yeah, you I'm are have, hello no no we got we've got 20 minutes left and then i will call you back how about because right. i'm guessing what Please. you have to say you don't want to say here
3: let us have it no one listens <laughs> except for in lithuania <laughs> let me call you in 20 okay bye
0: well, that was fun. That was very well timed. That yeah, very, that's very that's that's, uh, that's my life these
2: days. In the orbit, your son, <laughs> and Jerry ignoring Seinfeld. your son for Jerry Seinfeld is <laughs> your life.
0: <laughs> He's got to understand the way it works now. It's better he learns right. now. Right, totally. That, uh, yeah, yeah, that bigger the money too. That the business and the friends are more important than he is, but. He was fine getting off the phone. Is there anything, I don't think, I can't think of a person he wants to talk to less than me right now, less than me, right? <laughs> Maybe, Maybe his you mother. went Maybe this his with your son, Zuckerman, but at 13, I'm finding, like he said to me last night, I, I don't want to watch movies anymore, and I certainly don't want to watch them with you.
3: I never got anything that direct, but... but his, Which I kind of admired. Word, I went, all right. yeah." His, my son's word count is rather low. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know. What do you mean? Well, you've you never heard of a word count? Oh, oh I see. Yeah, like you get we, the one we, word answers. Yeah, 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 his word count, like the amount of words he speaks per day. Like, for example, if we have to submit briefs to the court, we sometimes have to give a word count to the court of appeals. You can't go over a certain amount of words to make your point. Well, my son would always be within the word count. He's very efficient he's very efficient very it could efficient. be seven words a day yeah. maybe eight he doesn't talk a lot i've met him a few times he does not speak a lot they don't
0: yes. like to talk to us is what i'm learning because but,
3: we inhabit a different world this is the wonderful thing about children they know they're in kids world they know that they are in their self-contained universe you're not a part of it they're sometimes part of your world but but you're not part of their world ever you know one of
0: the listeners. Uh, D M me and said, "Would you and Zuckerman? It seems like you're raising uh, good kids, and it, I have young kids. And Johnny, you can weigh in on this too, obviously. And I, uh, there are three of them, and I don't want to spoil them. Yeah. And uh, I'm worried that if we give them what they want at Christmas, we're going to have kids that don't turn out okay. That's not going to
3: be it. It's gonna, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> uh, that's Go ahead, that's not Zuckerman. Gonna Why? Well okay. said. Well said. Because yeah." yeah, yeah. It's you, not okay, about the stuff you're buying your kids. It's not, it's, okay, first of all, I'm a spoiler. Uh, but I have good kids and, and they have good values and uh, I have a style. I do have a parenting style. Not everyone would agree with it, but I, but I, I set, uh, you know, I set certain bright lines. But most of the stuff doesn't bother me. I don't get involved in the little fights. But right. The big, the big things they know and they listen to. But what will fuck up your kids? Will be a mystery to you. Uh, there's the big ones. Are you? Are you an alcoholic? Are you a drug addict? Are you a gambler? Are you a rager Holic? Do you beat them? Well, if you're not any of those things, something will fuck them up, and you'll be surprised to hear about it when they're thirty. You it won't be what you think it is. It'll be something else that you won't remember this is that you'll never. <clears throat> have interesting perceived.
0: episode of Dear Zuckerman Christmas edition Jeez. with some actual reasonable <laughs> advice here. Yeah. He's very. You're wise. exactly He's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Because it's like. It, it's, it's not going to be gifts. It's going to be your character defects, uh, your yeah. issues with your wife, or the way you treat the world. Or something
3: totally outside of that. Yeah, so you yeah. may not know. Like There may be a moment that, you know, like when my dad... now. My dad probably didn't give me affection when I needed it, but I was not capable of saying, Dad, I need you. I was <laughs> silent. So, so you know, I couldn't share my needs and he was oblivious. So you have this typical adult alienation. OK, let me wait.
0: Let me ask you this question. Both of you. Do you remember great gifts your parents gave you? Yes. 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 I remember the great gift my grandfather, I don't remember anything about him, but I remember when he handed me the Texaco gas station truck and I went, I like this guy.
3: Yeah. Oh, but, you, but Your kids are never going to react to gifts the way you would like them to. You know, sometimes you might get the greatest gift in the world, and again, not articulate it kids are not formed you're trying to take your adult brain and apply it to this uncooked meatloaf um that's in their head yeah but
0: how about this strategy this happened this year i i try to give them great christmases and within reason give them everything they want right you need to pick the one thing that you really want that's lighting you up and making you crazy. Here's where it goes in the future, my friend, who's got little kids. At like around twelve, they they don't want anything. Like this year, I go, "Hey, what do you want?" They go, eh, "Nothing. Nothing. I'm good. I'm over." Right. Both of them. Wow. And that's a relief. But they. And do so want we'll get some- them a couple of little things, yeah. and that'll be it. So the, the
2: best thing, the best, the one gift that stands out in my childhood was I wanted this bike. It was, it was a Kuhara. I remember it was this like stunt bike for like you, know, you could spin the handlebars around. You could hop up and down on the pegs and all that. And my mom made me actually work for it. She said, "If you get student of the month, I'll get you the bike." It wasn't for like Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. And I actually, you know, for a month, did all my homework and was a good kid. And I got the bike. And it was I think for me, it was a really good lesson that if you do work hard, you can get something. You know, um, you know, other than that, I was fairly spoiled, but there was, a, for whatever reason that one, because my mom didn't want me to have it because she thought I'd break my neck. Um, but she's like, okay, if you actually get student of the month, which I got,
0: uh, it was February of right. sixth grade The motivation, <laughs> no, well,
2: we, right,
0: right. we do that all year long. You got to keep your GPA up if you want anything Right. and, right. That's, and they work the, that's hard a and,
3: simple explanation to your kid. Remember I walked you through that. <clears throat> What's up? Which, which, how to explain to your kids how to get good grades. It's very simple you say, I have a job to do. My job is to go out there and earn some money and bring home money and take care of you kids. And you have a job and that's to do your homework. Same thing, okay? Yeah. And And so if I didn't do my job, if I didn't go to work, if I sat in my room all day in my filthy room and didn't brush my teeth, you get really worried and concerned. You'd be frightened, wouldn't you? So you depend upon me to go out there and do my job and to show up and do what I'm supposed to do. So... I'm going to make it simple. you got to do the same thing. Do that homework. Hey, you don't want to do your homework. Then you're going to be a loser. And then you're going to have trouble later on in life. And then that's your choice. I'm just giving you the straight facts. Mm-hmm. So did I do Here the right go. thing?
2: So I have a nephew who's <clears throat> just, just turned 12. Dear Zuckerman, I have a nephew who's just Zuckerman. turned 12. And I've been <laughs> hauling him around to lots of car shows. He likes cars a lot. Yeah. And he's like, I want to do what you do, and I'm like, No, you Good. don't. No, no, no. I'm oh, like, No, no. 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 no, no. no. Come, hang on. no. Come on. Clap, hang on. Blank, I plan. said. you want to Everybody says a,
0: that standard ha- answer. No, ha- you don't. Ha- Being a doctor is terrible. It's. You
3: I'm know, not a doctor. Being know, a I'm beetle, a, I'm beetle a, I'm is horrible. Be a big Jew. Tell him yeah. to do what he loves. Yeah. No, I didn't say any of
2: that. Here's what I said. I said. I said. Stop talking. Study hard. I said get good grades and go to the law school. Yes. Or go to some good, you know, school. Commercial real estate. Do something. Commercial real estate. Where you earn a lot of money, He's and then so you can confused. buy all the cars instead of me. Be where I drive them for a week. Uh, you know
3: what you should. No? you know, <clears> You know what the kids saying. To
2: His here? grades, by the way, he now has a he has a 4.0 Let me translate. He didn't good. have a 4.0, Now him. he has a 4.0
3: yeah, yeah, because this. you told him. Schmuck face. Let me give you some oh, translation boy. here. Schmuck <laughs> face. Schmuck face. I love it. My uncle used to call me that. That's great. Your uncle who? Now we know you're the male figure for your nephew. Yeah. And what your nephew just said is, Uncle Johnny, I love you. I really like you. You're really cool. I wish I had some good music Okay. You should put on some weepy music. <laughs> Go ahead. and then, And put on some <laughs> weepy music or Squid Games. <laughs> put squid, on squid, game. Game. Squid, squid Games. Squid Games. So next time this kid yeah. in his kid language tries to get closer to you and approach you, yeah. say, you know what? That would be so cool. I'd love for you to do what I do. I love you. God, leave him in. Well, I uh, do God, tell him I love done. him all the time. It doesn't work with that
2: speech, we've, we've, like, I mean, but you don't. you we, understand what I'm? Saying? I understand know what you You know yeah, what yeah, you yeah. could tell him.
3: But I was also I was, just a, I was a horrible student with my put up, leave him. And he's telling you, you know, you, you're being good to him, and that's his way of telling you that he likes you.
0: Well, that, we're really digging in on the feelings good. today. That's good. That's <laughs> bike's like car. You know, that's good radio. advice for Smokface. But you know, it's a good gift for the holiday season for your kids. Manscaped. Be Great like gifts. Johnny's kid. stocking stuffer. Today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools guaranteed to win this year's Stalking Stuffer White Elephant competition. Manscaped is leader in men's below the belt grooving. Oh, I have some bad news for you about my 4 uh lawnmower. <sighs> Uh-oh. I dropped it. I dropped it on the hard uh, bathroom floor, and it smashed. But <laughs> It's Ooh. my fault. Ooh, yeah. And it... And I'm really upset and I know my ad shouldn't be, Hey Manscaped, can you send me another one? But this is one of my favorite things in the world. And I will buy it. I will go back and buy it if I don't hear from them. Um, back to this ad if uh, if my math is correct that's almost eight million balls what? God, i guess i missed up. a line there oh my but God. something about eight million balls get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code spike 20 manscaped.com code spike 20 um and it's funny they have these uh, these talking points are always hilarious talking point one ho 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 fellas naughties are nice tis the season to perform. <laughs> And get your balls into performance shape. Inside your, you'll find in the performance package four oh, the lawn mower body trimmer, which I need the best trimmer on the market. It works for your balls, your butt, and your body. Do you? Do you? Do you shave your butt? Not my butt, but like
2: That's, you know, oh I, I, God, I go pretty not, low. No,
3: no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, you're with your white panties. You're Did you get a lot of feedback panties. on the white <laughs> I, I got a lot of feedback. feedback. Your butt cubes and I your was, white. Oh, well, I the reason one.
0: you would not shave your ass is the you need a little buffer there between the underpant and the cheeks, or you get some chafing, Even right?
3: Even you're talking about, you will basically be having a whoopee cushion <laughs> without, without <laughs> the fur back there. Brap. <laughs>
0: this is the last ad for Manscaped, probably. This is the last episode. <laughs> they're, they're disappearing this the after this. Period. Yeah, last episode. Anyways, uh, I can attest to this. The best stocking stuffers for your man. They will love Love it manscape two in one shampoo conditioner manscape cologne uh the shears 2.0 the luxury four piece nail kit which i used this morning crop tops for your balls wow it actually says stanky balls and manscaped signature cologne all of it is there it's vegan it's cruelty free it's dye free it's sulfate free it's paraben free it's suckerman free go to manscaped.com 20% off and free shipping manscaped.com 20% off free shipping with code SPIKE20 and if ever you don't have these codes I hand them out if you DM me you'll get them because some of you have trouble following directions I'm just into the 8 million balls <laughs> what's that? <laughs> 8 million balls I'm just <laughs> <coughs> no thank you
2: what a, what a picture you've painted
0: <laughs> it's time driving no one cares care. I'm Oh,
2: I'm thinking what it's called. It's called a Jeep Wrangler 4XE Rubicon. It the Jeep Wrangler <laughs> Rubicon 4XE.
0: It looked like a regular-ass Jeep when you drove it in. I was surprised it, to hear that you it was electric. It?
2: Did you hear it? No, you didn't. No, because I did not. no. It no. was off, and it drove in on battery power. Wow. Yeah, so it's a hybrid. It's a plug-in hybrid. Plug it in. Uh, it goes 20... I keep seeing 26 fully charged miles, but that's like predictive miles. Uh, and then... And, and pure then electric.
0: In, and then it, but 26 l- isn't bad. It's still in that frustrating zone, though. It's totally
2: right? in that frustrating zone. Now, what's what's cool about it is it's, it's a Rubicon, so you can fully go off-roading in it. It does everything a Wrangler's going to do. It's a little bit heavier. It actually drives a little bit better. They've done some, like, gusseting to the chassis, and it's not quite as shaky and noisy as a regular Wrangler. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it would be great if it went 70 miles in pure electric and then the gas engine would flip on, you know, when you're out of that, cause 70 miles would get you all around town. Right. So I got here, uh, I put it, you could, there's a button you can hit, you can say uh, stay in electric and I got here, I don't know. It, it, I had 20 some miles of range when I left my house. I'm about eight miles from here. It took about 16 miles of juice because those things are never accurate. And I was on the freeway and blah, blah, blah. What's the steering on that thing? Oh, it's the same as a Wrangler. Solid axle. Yeah. But if you go off road, it's the best in the world. You know, it's really good in the dirt. Um, No, it's cool. It's cool. I would, you know, it's 68 grand is a bit much. Um, Can I get a Rivian for that? Yeah, you can get a Rivian for that. <clears throat> that's the problem, right? That's the problem. There will be an electric Jeep eventually. The other real problem is you can get the Jeep 392, which we've talked about, but that's right, the V8. Right.
0: That's great. And that's 73 to start. Don't you feel like we're done with plug-in hybrids that it's either yeah. it's an either or, right? At this yeah. point, I'm I, tired of this halfway stuff.
2: Well, there's also mounting evidence that they they kind of suck, uh yeah. meaning that right. that like when the battery's dead and the battery dies very quickly on a 5000 pounds Thing, right, it's hauling around an extra gas engine. Suddenly, the engine's cold firing. The catalytic converters aren't hot. There's no warm-up time, so it's putting out noxious emissions. Uh, then oh, the engine Zuckerman. is running harder than it needs to to not only like tug around the extra weight, but also charge the battery. I'm getting laughed at. What no, am I? no,
0: you said toxic emissions, and I said
2: like Zuckerman. Oh, sorry, I missed <laughs> it. My voice is so loud, I drowned you out. Um, yeah, so it's, kinda, it's, it's <laughs> kind of it's it's kind of people say like a plug-in oh, yeah, hybrid is getting- the best of both worlds, but there's evidence that's also the worst of both worlds right right so pure ev is probably the way to go yeah yeah that said if you have like a five mile round trip commute you'll never use gas so it's pretty cool
0: a five mile
2: 10 mile round trip commute it's a weird beast it just <laughs> hates hills guy. like if you lived in kansas it'd be good but la is so hilly. Right. you're always going up and down a hill even if you don't think about it that as you're going up the hill it just like
0: it eats up the battery is this about as negative as you get about a car because you're always very positive and you're always very... No, I mean, what car know, do you hate more than anything? Like in the last that, couple that years buy? that you drove that you went, you know what? This is a piece of shit and I don't like it. Oh, I'm trying to think. Is it the like, Honda Cross Tour? You know what it
2: was? It was that it was a Volkswagen ID4. I fucking oh, you, hate that thing. You did. Yeah, it had it had the biggest cheap out I've ever experienced in my life. It's got windows, it's got four windows that roll down and two window switches. And then it has a haptic touch thing that is rear. So in other words, the default, you turn the car on. The two switches put down the front windows. If you want to lower the rear switches, you hit rear, and then the same buttons lower the rear windows. Right, which That's sucks. That's weird. It's, yeah. it's what a cheap out, right? What, what, yeah, what yeah, a, yeah, But the, if you just rest your arm, your your the the pad of your thumb is touch hits the rear. And so you're going to get a parking ticket and you go to roll down your window and it rolls down the rear window and it happens every fucking time. It's just—it's the most annoying. And it's just like they saved. What do two window switches cost? 37 cents. Right. That's how much they're saving. And it's just it's just this middle finger. I hate that thing. Um, and it's very dull. It's
0: um, refreshing to hear you say that, Jeff.
2: Yeah, oh, there's, there's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty. Most are made by Volkswagen right now. The Taos, $36,000 for the Volkswagen Taos. That's good. Uh, Pathfinder and the new Infiniti QX60, both are super disappointing. There's a lot. There's a lot. I don't bring them in here. I tend to like request cars I know I want to drive around for a week. But yeah, so there's, there's, there's plenty of stuff I don't like. Plenty
0: how many rear wheel drive m3 with a manual no good no, no no good too no bueno oh. um before i bring out john oates i'm gonna do read an ad from expressvpn our good friends these are good ads we had bob's watches we had manscape <laughs> we have expressvpn and then we're gonna do real insurance stories with zuckerman in a minute after the interview um with john oates who's coming on in just one minute i'll bring him on after this how about um Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your laptop exposed at the coffee shop table while you run to the bathroom. Most of the time, you're probably fine, but what if one day you come out of the bathroom and your laptop is gone? Why does everybody need a VPN? Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, cafes, hotels, airports, any hacker on the same network can gain access to your personal data, passwords, financial details, browser... I mean, if you want to look at 8 million balls, <laughs> <laughs> there's no Express balls in this ad, APN, but there should be. It doesn't take much technical know-how to hack someone. Just some cheap hardware is needed. A smart 12-year-old could do it. You heard from him earlier today. <laughs> he called us. Um, your data is valuable, and hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling personal info on the dark web. And I'm not joking about my son, Jack. He and his friend, Max Meyer, are evil hacking geniuses who have been hacking into school computers for fun. Um, There's an encrypted tunnel that uses a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. Hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It takes a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. It's easy to use. I can personally vouch for that. There's an app on your phone, and when you start your computer, you turn on your laptop, it just automatically connects phones laptops tablets and more express vpn is what you want to ensure that your online data stays private so go to expressvpn.com slash spike 911 microsite expressvpn.com slash spike 911 and you get an extra three months free free three months give it a shot you're gonna love it i'm using it i got it for free for a year and then i bought it how about that that's no nice. lie. ExpressVPN.com slash spike 911. Um, Maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, I was on Instagram and I saw, uh, I think listeners were saying, hey, John Oates should come on the show. And <clears throat> I'm a very big John Holland Oates fan and l- always loved his music. I went to his Instagram and I saw all these Porsches and I went, holy God, I had no idea this guy was uh, not only a car guy, but a, but he's a Porsche guy, a legit Porsche guy. He you know, bought a car from Rod Emery. A couple. I think he's bought he, he's a He's building yeah. something now and... Uh, you know, how do we book guests on the show? Everybody says, by the way, don't book guests. Don't, don't, but we don't want to hear any guest interviews. Um, we just want to hear us guys, the core group. And I understand that, but this guy I knew would be different. And, uh, and I decided to just DM him on Instagram. It's not surprisingly did not hear from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So is that right, doesn't right. always
3: work, right? Right. You if can you have 10 million followers. Yeah. That, not, well, some
0: uh, Pat Dempsey. Boom. You talked, if I, if I send him something right now and I want to have him back on the show, he'll go, yeah, man, let's set it up. Just like that. Joe McHale. McHale? <laughs> no, he's gone. He, he's disappeared. He's texting me right now. <laughs> yeah, sure he he's, is. No, he's texting saying he'll be here that he's doing another. Yes. drink. That He's in Georgia. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not long ago, uh, a mutual friend of, of mine was having dinner with his manager and he said, um, you know, uh, Somehow I came up in that conversation. The managers said, Oh, we love that show. We listen to Johnny and Zuckerman and Spike. You know, in fact, I bet John Oates would love to be on the show. He called John up. John said, Yeah, I've been dying to be on that show. Really? And what a nice compliment. That's just, it. Still trips me out. I know you're kinda. But of now used I know this. why. Now I know why. Because I, I, I sat down with him. Uh, yesterday at the Sunset Marquee Hotel, where all the rock stars come when they're on tour, and listen to this interview, and you guys will sur- soon learn why. It's because he is mad for Porsches. He's mad for Porsches, and he's just as sick as the three of us sitting here. <laughs> he's, he's an afflicted car guy, and he's a tremendous guy, too. Check it out. <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, inviting me here, John. This is amazing. I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you. Um, I, I love music, and, and I know you've given a, a million interviews about music, so I, I just wanted to get that out before we go and get right into the cars. Uh, it's fun being here at the Sunset Marquee, too. Is this
1: like—it still
0: is the Hollywood Hotel,
1: right? This is my home away from home in, in Los Angeles, for sure. I've been staying here for probably 25 years at least, and— um, I love this place because it's a it's a real f- family. It, you feel like a family when when you get to know the people, the the staff, the people who run it have been the same for years and years. They uh, they cater to performers and and uh, give you a lot of uh, peace and quiet. But at the same time, you have uh there's a lot of possibilities for social interaction. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is, you know, uh uh years ago I used to come here on Friday night and it, it it's a pretty wild bar scene. There were uh, there were drugs, there were Nicolas Cage's and George Clooney's and then there were always the touring bands that were that had just played and would would, would yeah. come in around midnight and it was and it was just fun. It was an exciting probably the most Hollywood uh place that I've ever been as far as a consistent cool like group of people and and a feeling and is that, uh, is this the only hotel that's like that for rock and roll? Well, or?
1: you know, things have changed after COVID, but, um, and luckily, I mean, I don't drink, so I get to observe right, you know, right. uh, with a clear, with a clear mind and clear eye, <laughs> which is even more fun. Uh, Did you, you know.
0: stop drinking at one point? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I I was never really a big drinker and right, right. about five years ago, my wife and I just decided it's better for us to, to stop drinking. And it's really been one of the best things we've ever done with just good, just good we just feel better. You clear your head up, right? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. But, but great it's great to observe the uh, the 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 insanity uh, from from that that perspective. There you go. But also, my buddy Jed Lieber, who has a fantastic recording studio in the basement of this hotel. So there's this amazing state-of-the-art recording studio here. So I've recorded here. I've produced records here. And obviously, it's it's pretty convenient to be able to stay here and then walk right downstairs. Incredible. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, enough has been said about your music. And I could just do two hours on... I was just listening to all the songs. I mean, you really have... I know we should talk about cars, but it's (laughs) nonstop hits with you, Mm -hmm. right? Nonstop hits, like your set list is all hits. And you know how I know this a few weeks back maybe a couple months back you were performing here and and i was somewhere and i was looking at my wife's instagram feed and she kept going live and she's singing and i'm like where is she
1: was she at the hollywood, <laughs> she bowl?
0: Was at the hollywood yeah. bowl and it, and you don't know her but she's a very uh, like political person she only posts social, it's all about politics right and every five minutes, she's going live and singing another one of your hit songs. Well, and fantastic. I called her and I go, What are you doing? <laughs> she goes, I'm at Holland Oats. Oh, I know you're at Holland Oats. She goes, It's amazing. And, you know, I was just impressed that you were able to get her that excited about music.
1: That's you know, fantastic. Well, listen, you know, that was the last show on a, a 20 show run that uh, we salvaged right. from COVID. And um, we were one of the early bands out in in 2020, you know, in the summer of 21. So um, we were... It was a miracle. We got through 20 shows. No one got sick. And the last show was the Hollywood Bowl. And it was an absolutely perfect... perfect Los Angeles evening. It was packed. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think we did over 17,000 and it was just one of those, ma- we, were, we were so, it, it, we felt great because we had accomplished this tour in the in the face of a lot of adversity. Um, and I think the, you know, the, the audience was thrilled to be there um, hearing live music again. We were thrilled to be playing it. And um, so when all those things come together, you have a lot of magic, a lot of magic happens.
0: It's still the same, huh? You still get that same level of excitement well, you know, and satisfaction.
1: I love playing. And I, you know, I enjoy, like last night I played a solo show with my Nashville band. So I'm always performing. I've been a performer since I've been a little kid. So to me, it's a way of life. And I don't even, you know, I I actually can't even imagine any other way of life, except I like driving. <laughs> yeah, let's talk how about I, cars. How did I do on a segue, by the way?
0: No, it was good. We have to get there. We have to get there. You see, uh, I, I'm a Berkeley College of Music grad and oh, frustrated right. rock star from high school. So this... Uh, this is really yeah I'm going back and forth but we'll stick with cars All right. <clears throat> you know and, and uh, I you know I follow you on Instagram I know you're a Porsche guy and you're building Porsches and we're gonna get to that because you've just built something beautiful but 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 where does it start for you we we say uh, you know where is what is your what's that first moment when you were young where you looked at a car and you went you know what I I, I think I want that
1: well yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to start there, and it's going to end up with something today, um, and we'll get there, I guess, eventually. Uh, when I was a kid, we uh, my family's from New York City. Uh, when I was four years old, my father's company was transferred from uh, New York to Pennsylvania. So we, we left in Manhattan and went to Pennsylvania, which was like going to Mars for, for a young family for, uh, in the 50s from um, New York. And we lived in a little town called North Wales, Pennsylvania, and about six or seven miles away was a place called Warrington, PA. And there was a Volkswagen Porsche dealership called Bob Holbert Volkswagen. (laughs) And so when I was a little kid, my dad would drive me over to look at the cars. And the first sports car I ever saw in my life was a Porsche. And, um needless to say you know that stuck with me
0: do you know what it was was it a nine eleven? it would have been a 356 356 this was right. the 50s oh 50s oh, yeah, 50s yeah. sorry
1: mm-hmm. wow yeah I'm, I'm i'm that old yes yeah yeah um and um so you know the, so there's that you know the the, the early um the early recollections of, of what a Porsche or what a sports car would be mm-hmm. um, and I was always fascinated with sports cars you know I'd always identify them and, and I read everything about them I had a friend in in the early days um, when I was in j- junior high school who moved from England uh, his family had moved from England and he had a Mini Cooper S and I got to drive that when I was in 10th grade oh and god I was I loved it I love yeah. I love spinning the front wheels in yeah. the parking lot yeah you know? yeah. you know a um, lot of folks don't
0: know what a great car that is I, I was a little skeptical I pretended to like them and I drove one recently and lost my mind
1: yeah they are
0: great it's you so know,
1: visceral I mean it is I remember driving it in the summer the pedals would get so hot it would burn through my sneakers
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also James Garner you know, uh, all the folks in England, all the yeah. cool folks in the sixties, drove them. Steve McQueen had yeah. one. You, you drive one, and you know instantly know why you love them.
1: Exactly And I had a friend who had a TR three. Mm-hmm. I, I got to drive that. So little by little, uh, you know, I I've I've always been a you know I'm a I'm small in stature. I tend to like small lightweight cars. To go <laughs> you to, and me both. You know, uh, but anyway, that's kind of how it started, and, and it progressed from there. You
0: know, so. wow. <clears throat> so w- the Porsche thing, you start. Um, What's the, uh, we, 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 we call this the taproot car. This is the car that starts the collection that's not necessarily the car that you end up keeping. Does that make sense? For some folks, it's, you know, I thought I wanted a Porsche and I bought a 944 and it was great, but then I found the 911, right? Do you, what is your taproot car?
1: Well, I, I had a few little sports cars. I had an MGB and I had an Alpha Spyder um, back in the early, early 70s. But when I finally started hitting it uh, big, um, you know, I, one thing I've always noticed over the years, you can always tell when people are, are doing well, the first thing you do is buy a car, especially, <laughs> right, especially right. musicians.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> what year is that for you?
1: Um, this was in the mid-70s, so it would be like 75, 76.
0: So there's a moment, and how does that, how does that moment happen? Oh, does your manager call you oh, and go, hey, good news? Man,
1: you're teeing me up, dude. <laughs> um, okay, Let, I'm in Los Angeles. It's 1976. I'm driving down Wilshire Boulevard past the Porsche dealer on the corner, not off, right off La Cienega in Wilshire. And in the window is a red 930 Turbo, one of the first wow. ones. I saw it as I drove by. Yeah, We had a, we were renting a house while we were recording out here. I said to my manager, hey man, I saw this incredible car. And I knew what it was because, you know, I'd been following it, but I hadn't seen one in the flesh. And I said, man, we got it. He goes, come on, let's go down to the Porsche dealer. Let's go. So we go down there. On the lot was a a, a black three fifty six cab that was owned by Sonny Bono. No way. And my manager really he he took a look at that. and He thought that was pretty cool. We walked inside, and there's a nine thirty with gold BBS wheels. Wow. And it was red. So, yeah. You know. So um, we went in, and the 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 uh, salesman came out and said uh, Rod Stewart's got a, a deposit on it. <laughs> And my manager put his arm around the the salesman's Mm -hmm. thing and took him into the back. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there with my tongue hanging out looking at this 930. And he comes out and he said, you want it? It's yours. Wow. So I bought it. So that was my first major Wait, purchase. Wait, what did he say to the salesman? I have no idea. Did I don't Rod care.
0: Stewart ever call you? <laughs> no. And say, "Ladie, what you took my car.
1: Oh, Rod but, Stewart could care less. He probably just went out and bought a Kuntak. <laughs> Why would Rod Stewart put
0: a deposit down and not take it home? He's think. walking around and just putting deposits <laughs> you,
1: on cars? You know what? That's another interview, Spike. You'll have to ask Rod on that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you jump in as you should and say, I'm taking it right now. I'm yeah. taking it right now. You got
1: it. He bought the he bought the three fifty six cab, and I got the. And night. does the manager just handle that for you? He well, does he
0: write the check and take no, care of it, or you? Well,
1: he probably wrote a lot of checks, for yeah. me But I wasn't aware
0: of. It. <laughs> right, right, <clears throat> boy, that's an exciting story. So you get this car, yeah. Did and you drove it right off the lot? I drove
1: it here in in in, uh, in Hollywood while and I was recording. Did you have any or so?
0: <clears throat> you know, sometimes when you buy a car, you feel a little regret the second you get the thing that you desire so greatly. Do you remember driving off and going, "I love this"? Or
1: there was, was this no a mistake? regrets, none, none. The only thing I did was I took it down to uh, was it what was it uh, West Covina to Andile, or I can't remember where they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Was they were down there somewhere, um, and uh, had them put an, an adjustable boost gauge in it. <laughs> And um, so uh, that was one of the first things I did. Yeah. So that was the first modification before. And then I shipped it back to New York, where I was living.
0: Wow. So my, you're a modification guy, huh?
1: You know, I, I dabble because I'm a terrible mechanic. Mm-hmm. But I love when people who actually know what they're doing can can kind of tweak some stuff. Right. So do you still have that car? No. No. I sold it. You did? Yeah. So there's It your- was part of my... Divorce purge in the late late uh, late eighties. <laughs> That's
0: a very common. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a very common story. The uh, divorce loss. But um, I'm guessing you moved on from that.
1: But can I tell you a really funny story about, the turbo, about the turbo? I want to hear of, that. No, lots of stories.
0: I want to hear um, more Rod Stewart stories. You taking <laughs> cars from Rod Stewart. <laughs> no, no. There's
1: no, no, no more of that. Um, but I had it on the East Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend who, uh, was li- who lived in Germany. She came over and we wanted to go to the islands, to the Caribbean. So we decided we were going to drive the turbo down to Florida leave it there, fly to the islands, hang out a little bit and whatever. So we did that. And on the way back, there was this giant blizzard up the entire East Coast. Mm-hmm. And there was no way I was going to be able to drive that car back. So I had no idea what I was going to do. So I found Brumos Porsche in Jacksonville. And I knew their name through you know Hurley Haywood and, the, and Peter Gregg and all that. And um, so I literally pulled into the lot. And um, I said, hey – you know, I can't drive this car back home. Can I just leave this with you for a bit? And I'll fly home and then, you know, I'll pick it up at some point. And so that's what we did. Left it there for a while uh, and a few months. And then I had another project in L.A. So I flew down to Jacksonville, picked up the car and drove it to L.A. On I-10 across wow. the uh, wow on the southern route, yeah, yeah. through the desert, and through Texas. Oh, mm-hmm. It was one of the most epic drives I've ever done.
0: <clears throat> you, you know, you just dropped names like Peter Gregg and Hurley Haywood. How, yeah. did, you, how did you meet those guys?
1: Well, you know, Spike, um, just like my old friend Paul McCartney says, it's not cool to drop names. But <laughs> anyway.
0: On this show it is. But you know what I mean. You're, you're, you're firmly planted in the music world and in the entertainment world. Where yeah. do those guys figure into what you're doing?
1: Well, you know, I started racing in the late 70s. Um, and I started with go-karts. I said the normal progression, go-karts, Formula Ford, things right. like that. Got my SCCA license. Um, and I started to hang around with people, you know, I started meeting, you know, meeting guys like Doc Bundy and, and those guys. Um, and I started racing some IMSA races in GTU and, wow, um, so serious so, stuff. so I but got, I got into racing pretty big time. Let me, the, why yeah. were
0: you doing that? Do you, do you remember at the time, you, you know, you're, you're the king of the world in music, right? What, when I talked to the Smothers Brothers back in the day, they were having problems at CBS and they found solace on the racetrack. The car community kind of wrapped their arms around them. They said, we we want to race. We don't know how to race. They said, we'll teach you to race. They found it a very different world than the entertainment world. Like, in, 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 were you driven to that in any way or was that just something that had always been alive in you?
1: Well, I think the real motivation for me was that I, I I felt I had an innate talent to drive. I, I just always felt comfortable driving. I just thought I could be a good driver, and it wasn't until I took my first race school, um, which was in at Brands Hatch in England, right, right, with a mutual friend, uh, Richard Lloyd, um, that I I I was pretty quick, and you know, it, I I picked it up very quickly, and I said, okay, I can do this, and so I began to progress. And to to answer your question. I love the the people in racing. Once I began to know them, it was a completely different uh, set of uh, personal rules that it was, you know, in the music business. You know, not to 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 diss on the music business, but you know, there's a lot of bullshit and mm-hmm. there's a lot of this and that mm-hmm. you've got to deal with. You know, a lot of insecurity and people. You know, whereas in the racing, you know, the old cliche, you know, really holds up. When when the green flag drops, the bullshit stops, mm-hmm. and. I I entered into a world where no one really cared whether I was a musician or a a pop star, whatever it might be. Are you quick? Can you, can you can you drive you, you know or, and you want to hang out afterwards you know and and it was a great experience mm-hmm. for me to be in and, and i have lifelong friends i still mm-hmm. still are you know friends friendly with after you know 30 40 years and do you still race no i do track days though
0: you do track days and i'll go out my right, go-kart
1: right. every once in a while for fun until my ribs hurt and yeah yeah me up. the older i get though i'm realizing those those days are getting fewer and they're
0: faster the go-karts oh, than so i imagine fun. they were back then
1: oh well yeah i mean I, there's <laughs> There's a great track in Colorado um, out where we have a house and, um, out in Grand Junction. And mm-hmm. I just go out there. I'm friends with the guy who owns it. I call him up, hey, can I, can I run for an hour or two? And I go out and I just, I just wow. drive.
0: <clears throat> You're building a very special car right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, and, you, and I saw it and you sent it to me and it was pretty exciting. Why don't you tell us about it and what you plan to do with it?
1: Well, I, you know, I had the experience of building a car with Rod Emery. Uh, here in in North Hollywood and Mm -hmm. Rod and and I have become friends and the friendship we developed in the course of the two and a half three years of building that car was really very special he's a wonderful person a great family man and a a true artist Uh, so having done that um, I and through Rod I met a guy named Kevin Jeanette in uh, South Florida who is one of the foremost uh, Porsche vintage racing restorers Mm -hmm. and and he raced with Paul Newman and you know and all sorts of people uh, you know and he has an incredible collection of vintage race cars nine fifty six nine sixty twos nine seventeens um and Kevin is a real he's a he's a trip I mean he's just a dynamic wacky genius of a guy mm-hmm. uh, and he and I hit it off and having done the 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 custom three hundred fifty six with rod, I thought it would be kind of fun to do something with with kevin Jeanette i because I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be really amazing. And um, it was around the time of the 50th anniversary of the 914. And I guess it was two years ago, three years ago. And um, I said, you know, let's do a 9146. And I said, maybe we do kind of a tribute, mm-hmm. 946 uh, GT tribute type thing. And Kevin says, I got you, I got you. He found me a beautiful 914 9146, an original numbers matching in Florida. And that's where we started. And he completely... Just took we took it apart actually. There's a video of us <laughs> taking it apart. Every once in a while, you see me with a tool, which is kind of frightening. <clears> but, uh,
0: that's neat. Yeah. And when you say take it apart, you just you pulled it down to the and the then and and what'd you do to the engine? First, well, let's well, before, start there. Before
1: that, the body went up to North Carolina to one of the NASCAR shops uh-huh. because when you're doing a um, a 914 uh, and you're gonna you know you're gonna build the engine and, and have give it a lot more power. Right. You got to do a lot of structural work on the suspension and the you know the, the pickup points. So you know because it's not meant to have yeah loud
0: yeah yeah so but they, why a nascar shop
1: well because they do great body work and they do great chassis work oh wow so they welded in reinforcements on all the chassis mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot to it so then it came back to kevin and then kevin is his real genius is in his uh his body work he's a fiberglass carbon fiber you know artist and he said he wanted to do something really radical. And I had no idea how radical it was going to be until he told me it was going to be nines and elevens. (laughs) <laughs> right. on the front and rear. I said, 11s on the back of a 914? He goes, yeah, he goes, you're yeah. going to love it. Yeah. So I actually call, I called Rod up and I said, Rod, Kevin wants to put nines and 11s on a 9. He goes, do it. I said, okay. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just like Kevin do his You're thing. all a bunch of <laughs> madmen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's how it started. And then, you know, and now I'm going to circle back to our, the first thing we talked about. Right. Uh, we started talking about paint and a, yeah. and a paint scheme and all this. And I said, hey, let's do a tribute to Holbert Racing. Uh, because that's where I f- saw my first Porsche, and that's why I'm kind of bringing the story back to those mm-hmm. early days. And Todd Holbert has become a friend, and Todd's a you know great guy. And um, so we uh, we picked Albert Blue, which is was their color, mm-hmm. and with the red and yellow you know accents, which Wild. was a very uh, you know classic. Holbert racing mm-hmm. style and we said let's do that and uh, th- so that's how the paint scheme and the um, the colors kind of worked out uh, but in the meantime Kevin took the matching numbers engine built it up to a 2.5 um, with about 240 horse wow. and the original car had 100. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what does it weigh? nothing (laughs) (laughs) like what what is nothing Uh, nothing's about 1800 pounds I'd say jeez I mean it's all carbon fiber and super light uh, you know Recaro seats so it's a it's kind of a street racer yeah yeah it's street it's street legal but barely I think (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well it has a VIN because it it was a matching number 9146
0: right right Yeah. and and it's going to be based in what state in colorado?
1: Well, no, it's in it's still in it's still in west palm down at kevin's in shop. West Palm. Um because we had some uh, supply chain issues with getting right, right. especially tires, believe it or not. We finally got some tires out of out of England uh, through through Andy Prill, a friend of mine over there. Andy Porsche, Prill. I Porsche know Andy guy. Prill. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so um so right now I was going to take it back, but I'm so busy this winter. I said, "Kevin, why don't you just keep it." Uh, because we're going to go to Amelia Island with it in, in early March. Right. And I said, keep it, and I'll come down, and I'll drive it down there. Oh, I'll that's fun. It. So that's where we're at with that's
0: it. That's going to be a great show. Wow, that's yeah. a reason to go there this year. Yeah. So uh, how big is your collection? I mean, people generally don't like to go through all their cars, but do you have a collection of cars that you keep somewhere? Or do you just keep I, a couple? What do you I don't, What do? You do? I do? a couple.
1: I, don't cons- I had a collection in the 80s. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here again, before the divorce purge. Right, and I, right. And um I had a nice collection, maybe 10 cars. But I'm not a, a avid collector. I, I I like cars that I can drive and and I through having a collection in the 80s, I realized that it's a full-time job. It is, I mean, yeah. you've got to drive them, yes. you've got to you deal with them. Yeah. And I I really don't want to be, you know, kind of a slave to that. I want to be able to go to a car and enjoy it. So right, right now I have a I have I have three cars that I really like. Um I have an MGA, a fifty-nine MG uh, MG Twin Cam, which is a really rare model of the yeah, MGA, yeah. and I keep that in our garden shed. Believe it or not, <laughs> it fits in a garden shed at our house. It fits with about three inches clearance on either side. How of the, amazing! Of the car. Yeah, can Will you, you send
0: me a picture of that? I'll show you a picture that? of the car in the see garden that. shed. Yeah, what a perfect place for that car. And it's it's beautiful. Wow. It's old
1: English white. Yeah, and it has, yeah. It has an incredible story. I don't know how much time you have, but. Do we want, have
0: plenty of time.
1: Do you want to hear this story? Sure. Yeah. Well, I've always loved MGs. I love the the shape. You know, the, to me, it was it's the first modern MG mm-hmm. after the T series. You know, after the bicycle fender models. Um, there was just something about the shape of that car. It it felt Italian to me in some way. And I just thought, you know, I've always liked MGAs. Um, and um, I knew that the twin cam was the you know the knee plus ultra of the MGA. Mm-hmm. And one day uh, it was about six years, five six years ago. We were in New York. We had a gig on Long Island. I was staying in Manhattan. And my tour manager came to pick me up. And we were about to drive out to Long Island. And he said, hey, you know, I used to work for this dealership in Queens. You want to stop by on the way out? I said, sure, why not? So we, we stopped. And as we pulled up, right at the garage door was a old English white <laughs> mm-hmm. MGA. And I looked at it, and I knew immediately it was a twin cam. You know, I had the knockoff wheels, you know, the... With disc brakes, the whole mm-hmm. and I wow. was I was like, okay, hold on, because I honestly <laughs> wasn't expecting it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, saw it, drove it around the block, bought it, and wow. uh, then. Did you like how it drove? It wasn't right.
0: It wasn't right. It was running yeah. really
1: rough, um, and there there was reason for it because it had been in storage. For, right, for right, right.
0: Hands. But there was enough about it that you felt yeah, connected. I knew to it, it was the right car. Yeah, yeah.
1: um So I began to dig, and. Here's the story on this car. It came to America as an American, you know, import. Um, Rod Stewart had a deposit on it. (laughs) No. Um, It was owned by someone in North Carolina who seldom drove it, Mm. then put it into storage. And in the, um, the early 80s, it was purchased by a naval officer, a big time naval officer who put it on a Navy ship because he was being stationed in England and shipped it to England on a naval ship. Oh, wow. And he was going to make it his weekend project to restore it. Well, yeah, he was yeah. Meanwhile, he, he had run into a, the I guess it was a top MG restorer in England, a guy named Peter Wood. And together, they began to restore this car from, from the ground up. They took it completely apart and started over again. Um, so it was restored in the late 90s. It was complete, completed, brought back to America, won a few major, major uh, concours uh, with it, and then was sold to a Pebble Beach um, judge, who kept it in storage again. So when I bought it, it had 1,500 miles on. Come on. It from the restoration. No way. So all we had to do was do a lot of work with the hoses and the rubber and stuff. To yeah, get yeah. Out.
0: Um, but what a great provenance, though, it, too, it's, right?
1: It's like driving a new car. Yeah, I, military three, guy,
0: judge, and then you. Those got three, are three I've great 3,000 miles on it. Wow. And
1: it is literally like driving a new car. And what color there. is it? It's old English white with a black black interior. Wow. And it's Look at fabulous. you,
0: and it's in a garden shed. Yeah. What an amazing story. Yeah. And I you?
1: love driving it. My wife is her favorite car because, because I drive slow when I
0: drive. Your wife slow. seems pretty cool. You know, you know, I do a lot of research on my guests, and I did a lot of research of, for an interview that we're not doing today, which is the music interview. But uh, there was one thing in that you, you said you write music together. And now I'm hearing she likes cars too. Who is this oh, woman? She, <laughs> she, but you guys seem really uh, the same, and the, you really seem to have found someone where you have these we have wonderful re- shared interests. We Am I wrong good,
1: about that? Yeah, they, they are, we have a lot of shared interests as long as I listen to her.
0: Right. Oh, I see. Everything goes That's really how it well works. when I. Uh, yes. You know. Yeah.
1: No, she's my she's my in house lawyer, and she's not a lawyer. Uh. But she she should have been. <laughs> Um, she's great and, uh, but she drives vintage cars no she doesn't drive she <laughs> likes to go slow and that's why she likes the MG ah. because in that car I drive slow yeah. and I just enjoy the experience but doesn't
0: that just make you so happy to see her driving that thing
1: well n- not really I'm a little bit nervous but uh, <laughs> she I was giving a, you an out <laughs> thank you I'll take it does she fuck the wheels up
0: <laughs> like my wife does to our cars no no she she
1: she wants to be driven and she wants to be driven slowly right she, but, wants, but, to, uh, she but, wants to stop at antique stores.
0: Am I wrong that I read that she writes music with you? That you guys she, write music?
1: Um, she gives me ideas. Ah. You know, she, she calls herself a song titleist. That's cool. That's her official designation. But you must love that. Yeah, she gives me a great title and I run with it. You know, we were just,
0: I'm working on something right now. We have someone writing a pop song for us and they asked us for words and phrases. And it was really, you know, I was sitting down with my funny friends and it was really hard. <laughs> and I'm going, this, this is way harder than I remember it. You know, uh, you know, when you write, do you write words first or do you write music first? How do you do it? There's no rules. There's no rules. It whatever, just comes out. Whatever happens.
1: Um, yeah. It can come from the most insignificant you know, inspiration, something you overhear or read, or or it could come from a groove, you know, or a set of chord changes. I mean... There's really no rules. You just kind of get into the zone and whatever happens, happens.
0: Have you ever tried, like, you know, I, I've read that Willie Nelson, uh, and when he writes, likes to get in a car and drive slowly yeah. and think and listen. Um, when, I'm,
1: when I'm in the mountains in Colorado and I go for a hike or or skiing or bike riding or whatever, I really get some great... I think it has to do with oxygenation in the, in the brain. <laughs> and the lack of it. Yeah, <laughs> or, or pumping some in, you know.
0: Wow, uh, amazing stuff. Before we go, because our time is up here... Um, can you just give us, uh, you know, a road story? The the good old days, the crazy. You you guys really weren't throwing TVs out of hotel windows, like.
1: Oh, I've got a like, good road story. <laughs> go ahead, just I've got give plenty. us. Just give us. A, yeah, mean, go ahead. You give mean us the one that I can tell in public with this, you. This and is
0: this is look. How well do we know each other? Spike? We we I mean, have you know, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of guys listening, and uh, oh, a, lot a lot of guys, guys our listening? age, and <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. We love a good road story. Okay, well, I'll Whatever give you, a you good, want to give us is cool. All right, well,
1: I'll, I'll date myself a little bit, but I don't care. <laughs> um, do, do you remember the gas crisis? Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. We were on tour during the gas crisis. Right. And we toured in a 1968 Pontiac GTO. Oh, wow. Yellow with Come a black on. vinyl top. Wow. Um, what does that
0: mean? We toured in it.
1: We toured in it. Five guys. Five guys. I drove 99% of the time. No way. Daryl sat in the front and it was bass player, drummer and another guitar and player the in the back. We had a little mini we had a little Ford Econoline van. That followed us around with the <laughs> So we during the gas crisis, yeah, we were touring. Yeah. Now if you recall the gas crisis, the way it worked was depending on the last number of your license plate, odd or even, determine which day you could get gas.
0: I don't remember that. That's how no, worked. no. Yeah.
1: So if you had a 6, you had to you yeah. had only even days where you could get gas. So we had to plan our tour so that if we were we were uh, we were playing that night and the next day was a not gas day. We had to fill up before twelve o'clock that night, so we'd be on stage, <laughs> and our, our one of our roadies would take the car to a gas station, mm-hmm. fill it up, so we had enough gas to get to wherever we were going. Mm-hmm. The next day. And that's how we did the tour. Um, wow! And they, the guys in the, the three guys in the back had to draw the straws for who sat on the hump. You know that is unbelievable. Yeah, it was pretty that crazy. is an
0: unbelievable story. We
1: toured all through the South, uh, all the way from Florida, all the way up to New York, and. Wouldn't um, you
0: love to find that car right now? Yeah. yeah. There's no record of the the VIN or anything like that. You know, these things live on past us and it's out there somewhere and someone's driving that right now. There's no idea the history of that car. Yep that's a wild story yep. now tell me give me a debauchery story before we go <laughs> now let's talk about throwing tvs out yeah. the window well
1: you're at you're at the sunset marquee this is the legendary <laughs> this, is it. this is the place where where, <laughs> where robert plant you know allegedly <laughs> threw a tv into the into the swimming pool Uh, All all I know is that, from what I heard from uh, the other guys in my band, and I did not see it myself, but two (laughs) nights ago, a gal jumped in the pool in the middle of the night naked. Here? Right here, right now. (sighs) So So it's still rock and roll, still alive and well. Rock and roll is alive and well at the Sunset Marquee.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love this place, man. I really do love (laughs) it. I had a good time here. And right, and and after I left it, I said, you know, I'm not going to drink either. I'm done. I just finished. <laughs> I'm getting too old yeah, for this. Man. And that was uh, almost 20 years ago. So,
1: well, when we're finished this, you have got to tell me about that uh, hybrid Porsche thing you've got. Was is it a a Gia or a the Zagato? Zagato, right?
0: The Zagato. I yeah, would have Zagato. driven it had I known you wanted to see. Yeah, it, I saw. But.
1: I saw a picture of it. It's absolutely stunning.
0: Well, John Oates, uh, this is a big day for Spike's Car Radio. We've been wanting you on the show forever. Well, thank you. I've been a fan of yours forever. Um, it's been great, and you have to come back when you're here. You don't live in L.A., right? You're in Colorado. No, but we spend a lot of time. You are. It out. definitely come back and and meet the crew. Come do, uh, yeah. You know, I like to do one on one with someone like you first. Um, because these other clowns that I coach, they'll they'll interrupt, and the interview won't go anywhere. And this was a great interview. Well, and, thank you, Spike. Uh, I appreciate it. Next, I think I'd like to have you up there, and we'll uh, we'll drive some cars. You yeah, got to do, do our. You you would like our little Malibu drive, okay. which is uh, we meet down the airport, we hop in old cars, we drive up the PCH, we oh. get coffee at Bills, we drive back, couple hours, you'll you'll Don't, be in heaven, man.
1: Say 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 the, say the time and date. I'll be all there.
0: right. Let me know when you're back in town. You got it. All right. Pretty good, right? He's the man. He's the man. Uh, that is a sickness. Yeah. He's yep. great. Is, yeah awesome he's gonna um, Very. and I said after the interview was over I said you're gonna I'm gonna put you in the fourth chair here what next he time say? you're in LA so cause I said sometimes it's hard to interview someone you don't know with three other people sitting around yeah. right and uh, when I when I listened to him in that interview I go we could just sit him right there Right. like Joel McHale and right. he would be part of this foursome. We could do a regular show and
3: it would be great. We right? could have the world's greatest personalized license plates on every one of his cars. Man-eater, rich bitch, <laughs> right? You know, you know, they, they, really, so many Oats iconic... Oats yeah. yeah, so many <laughs> iconic songs that continue to be played all the time.
0: And uh, uh, check out my Instagram. I put up the picture of the MG in his garden shed. That's where he keeps his mg it's really awesome all right it's time for real insurance stories from zuckerman sponsored by policy genius insurance zuckerman what do you have for
3: us i got a story to tell you because it goes to (laughs) it tangentially relates to having insurance and insurance in the form of having more than one key in more than one spot so i gotta tell you what happened to me on monday morning on monday morning i roll into the office is this what you called me about Maybe. Okay. Okay. And Monday morning, I rolled into the office. And as I was walking into the office, somebody said, this guy came back to the office and shit on the building. <laughs> Again, Just so you what? know, Zuckerman calls me to tell me this yes, story. Say, Leave you when you got to hear this. And I and I say. Not just you. Yeah. What? He what? called every host. Yeah. <laughs> because I was blown away. This was not a bum. This was a, a man in a car. He looked like a crazy Ichabod crane. Skinny, weird guy. Uh, pulls up. Pulls up. And he gets parks out of his, his car. car. He parks his car in Beverly Hills on a Beverly Hills residential street, then walks to the alley. And and this is, mind you, just You, you have know, a very nice building in a nice part of right town. Right in a nice, nice is, part of town. And, and a on, nice Right part on the other town. side is O'Gara with the with the rolls. And with, he drops
0: and, his trousers.
3: And he just he fire torpedo on the <laughs> he fires torpedoes on standing or did he squat down? Well I wasn't there watching him. <laughs> so I think but did he, you he see you the evidence? camera. No no. Did you he, see it, the evidence? Yeah, but you see, the fortunately my friend who valets at the building next door took his picture. So that's why I uh-huh, saw him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I saw him in a picture and I saw his license plate. And the idea that that my building attendant would have to clean up his poo poo um and because he's done it more than once before we know he's not sick he's not sick and mind you, I've lived in L.A. for 40 years now. I've never not been able to get to a toilet in L.A. Right. There's a lot
0: of this all of a sudden, Zuckerman. Pooping? There's a lot of people, a lot of runners on the west side have been uh, jumping into other people's yeah, construction sites. But then there are people sta- going on the sidewalk. So
3: are you saying, well, there's homelessness? But then this is more like a no, statement No, no, this poop. isn't homeless people. This is a statement poop.
0: There's a, there's a group of people who have suddenly become comfortable with pooping outside. And I noticed what? it first in Hollywood at this gym, uh, right Near you, right across from that place where we had at Chaconi's, right, right, the Dirt Factory, right. we call it,
3: the Fitness Factory. Yeah, they, they had, had to, had to, to kick poop. a guy
0: out because he was pooping yeah. in the shower. Yeah, what? comfortably yeah, pooping. What? He, he just said, "I have a right to poop here after my workout
2: in the shower." He had already
3: been poop kicked out. Of you knew crunch. about him? Oh yeah, he got kicked out of Crunch. And by the way. I started seeing when I was working out there, there were, there were little messages on the wall, "We're not here to clean up your mess." And that was in the shower. I thought, what? people are leaving their empty soap.: bottle. Did you yes. catch this guy? I knew who he was. When he told me it was him, he was the most proper gentleman. He bought No, no, hit. no. The guy who pooped on your building. Did you find okay, it? Okay, well, let me tell you. We'll get we, back to my... quick, so, <laughs> everyone at Policy Genius <laughs> is currently on LinkedIn looking for new jobs. Everybody we, at Policy we, Genius we is leading so in right now. We want so, to know what happened. Did this you this find is, the guy? Yes, I immediately <laughs> called a private investigator. <laughs> They called me with his name, his address, and his phone number.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Did you tell, what did you say to the private investigator?
3: <laughs> I I said, I need to find this guy. He's shitting on my building. And, <laughs> and what did you have? I had his plate number. Uh-huh. So okay. a license plate can be run. So they ran the plate. They ran the plate. And, it and, came mean, with the and, and the investigator
0: and, knew it was about pooping. Yes, of course. And he was comfortable with that. What's the charge? <laughs> oh, well, that's a misdemeanor, a po- a
3: defecating in no, public.
0: No, I mean, what do you pay a guy to trace a plate <laughs> for pooping?
3: On a rush basis? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a couple hundred bucks to get me the information okay. I got. Meanwhile, I also got a picture of his Facebook page, which was exactly the pooper. So I knew I, w- I had the right guy. So I called, <laughs> and I called. And then the next he had not call, he was, he was avoiding me. So the next Weird. Day, the next day, I called him back and I said, I used his name. Let's say his name was Leslie Frank or oh, Frank. Or yeah. Why are Frank. you
0: protecting him?
3: Ah, uh, whatever. Okay, okay. So I I said you need to call me Frank, and <laughs> uh, you know like, and then he called me back. Can we use Spike? Yeah, go, Spike, ahead. go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> I said, Spike. Johnny called Spike. me back. And then he called back. Okay, and he and I said to him, Hey, I just you, you can't shit on my building <laughs> you, you can't i can't, have, you I can't imagine I having said, to say this to a, another human being wait, what do you mean i can't and i said and i said to him this isn't the first time you've done it <laughs> you can't do this here you got to go home you can't you can't and then he said He said, I told the other guy, I am never going to do it again. I said, yeah, but he's the valet for the next door building. He was like angry I was asking because he already said he wouldn't do it again. But I said, I'm the owner of the building. I need to hear from you personally that you're not going to do it. Did you ask him why? Yeah, why? No, no, no. Okay, it was obvious that, <laughs> that in the conversation that there was no medical exigency. There was no there was no reason other than he likes to do this and he's a freak. It was clear <laughs> just talking to him. And and so I Wow. And so then we he said I promise. He said I, I promise 1000% I'm not going to come back there and do it. Okay, we hang. I said, thank you very much, Frank. Well, let's hope we never have to have this conversation again. Two minutes later, he calls me back. Yes. What can I do for you, Frank? He goes, how did you get my number so quick? And I said, that's the question that I knew you would want to know. Because you have a filthy habit You're going all over town Pooping all these <laughs> sorts of places That you're not supposed to poop And now you're scared And you should be scared Because This, is this is day Yeah This is This is This uh, doesn't work High power attorney Zucker, I said because the whole world's a camera To quote you And, yeah, and yeah, our friend in new you're York, right. The whole world's a camera You gotta come up with a new hobby Frank yeah. There's a new hobby for you That doesn't involve <laughs> I, I, I've gotta
0: be very honest with you Zuckerman If he were very forthcoming I would put him on this show and talk to him about this. You want me I, to
3: have him come on the show.
0: If he, I don't want to be explain, here. I don't want to be here. <laughs>
2: I don't. He can have my seat.
0: John he would right ex- here. If he can explain what he's up to, and like you know, if he could explain it to us, and, and, and uh, 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 that it's I think a would fetish. be fetish. You can't explain a fetish. Well, no, you can. Wait, do because he, you could he, say he, it's 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 sexual. You could
2: say
3: it's a release. You could say it's the thrill. It's something he likes to do.
2: But he is c- it is it jerking off
0: like that? Like he's I that, don't know. That, okay, please, hold on, hold
3: on, please. Cut uh, that out. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah, now you've really,
2: gone too that far. That makes it you. bad. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> <I> this <laughs> is an
3: ad for policy genius. Now get to the uh, okay. We're still in an ad for policy genius. They are getting their money's worth. Now we're going to get to insurance or not? Yeah. Okay. I was in such a state over this guy calling, that for the first time in my life, I think I threw my keys away to the Speedster. And I had- and, and the when newly Will restored Hoyt, Speedster. Yes. and when Will Hoyt had sent me the car back, I had two keys. And I failed to insure myself. I failed to take one of the keys off of the key fob. I was driving with one key fob that had both keys. Oh, yeah. And I could not find my key for the life of me because I was so mentally disturbed by this pooper guy. And, and so I have not been able to find these keys. And I always put my keys in the same spot when I walk in the office. And so there, is the heart of this policy genius matter. You gotta you gotta cover your ass. You gotta put your keys elsewhere. Quite literally. Sir. Yes. And <clears> so <throat> I called up Wilhoy and I said, Wilhoy, do <laughs> you got another key to my car? Because it's uh, I can't find my key. This was interesting. And and then he says, Let me see if I can find another key for you. And the reason he said without that,
0: changing the ignition.
3: Without changing the ignition. And then he called me up and he said to me, I can't find a picture of the ignition uh barrel the number the key number is etched on it and i and i said really he says yes back none of in the us day, had ever
0: heard this before. back
3: in the day in 1958 when they took this lock don't cylinder, say the
0: numbers Zuckerman. i'm not
3: when they took this lock <laughs> cylinder they used a little a little machine or something yeah yeah um to etch the key number on the cylinder. It's a three-digit number. There's 100 or 200 different keys right. for this for this car. So they're slightly interchangeable. They're slightly interchangeable. Yeah. So he didn't have a picture. wiltoy didn't have a picture of the lock cylinder, but he told me to you know look under the look underneath the dashboard, and I was fortunately because I had a phone, a good phone with a flash. It's, it was on the top. I would not have been able yeah, to visually see it. Yeah, you sent us the picture. It, but I was, it able, was so cool. I was able to stick it up the phone up there with a flash and take a picture, and I got the three-digit number that had been etched onto that lock cylinder in 1958. And, and, and you were able to get a key. They drove it up, right? Will Hoyt had two of them. And he was able, he said, well, I guess I could put them in the mail. I said, why don't you call up Uber and, and put them in an envelope, give them to the uber driver and get them to me and there i was within another hour and a half i had my keys
0: well if someone is defecating on your building you need policygenius.com because they have some of the best property insurance that will make a difference (laughs) if you have a personal anecdote to share on this topic please do uh we did (laughs) (laughs) zuckerman did Policy Genius can help overshare. you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. It's never a bad time to find ways to bundle your home and auto insurance with Policy Genius and save. Head to policygenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your property and what people are doing on the wall of your property. Policy Genius will show you price estimates for policies that fit your search and help you understand your option. The Policy Genius team can look for ways to save you more money and if they find a better rate, then what? You're paying now. They'll switch you over for free. There you go. Call to action. Policygenius.com. Now's the time to do it because we're at the end of the year. Policygenius.com and get your free home and auto insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Policygenius.com. 2021 is running out. Well, that's our show. That is our show. That's the
3: show. We ended up going in almost an hour, huh? uh, 43...
0: Huh? for our part and then John Oates is another 30 nice long Given big fat show what they want um, I was reminded by someone on Instagram that we do an annual Festivus show and the airing of Grievances so maybe that's next week
3: oh whoa, oh, here we come watch oh, out it, boy chill chew. why what are you saying I just I have a lot of travel coming up I'm, oh, I'm godly but man okay oh sorry just resign your position you know what,
2: you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll quit I'll quit my life well to, you and to I can podcast. do it Zuckerman there you yes.
0: go this is how we booked the show by the way so yeah. <laughs> He complains yeah, yeah, yeah. and can't can't do it, and I'll call somebody. Yeah, call Matt Many Fair has not been on in a while. Yeah, let's yeah. call
3: someone who knows how to show up for important. Johnny
0: does a great job showing oh, up. You motherfucker!
3: Yeah. Oh, it's I, I'm in Hollywood that night. I can't do this at
2: this time. But but when I'm around, I make I. This you guys is a are going to be
0: airing grievances against each other. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> Ooh, I like
2: this. I can do it the 28th. <laughs> That's
0: about. Are you not available on the Friday nights? I, I normally am. I'm
2: just. I just
0: get real busy. The traffic is so impossible. No.
2: Yeah. I. I can go late. I. I, I have. I actually. Uh, I'm. We'll just, figure it out. I got let's the not worry about works it now. Next week on Friday, but it goes back at like five. All right. P.m. Let's not figure it out. We. All all right. We have time. All
0: right. All right. Um. I want to thank our Merry sponsors, Festus. Bob's. Policy Genius, Express VPN and Manscaped. We love you guys. Happy New Year and uh, happy holidays to all of you, whatever you might celebrate. And uh, next week, we'll see you for the big, fat, festivus show. So long. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hanger 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.